question is this, how do we get two groups of people to come together? Those that are completely disengaged with what I call their personal physical health status and those people who are in love with their physical health status and doing something about it. How do we bring them together so that everybody fits into the second category of falling in love with their physical health, lowering their risk of disease and feeling amazing? We're going to find out in today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 121 of the daily drop from the new science of physical health. Lower your risk of disease, feel amazing. I simply love that statement which is now on the, the uh, image that comes here on the podcast and, uh, and also on the, the web version of it, the whole thing, which I'm really excited about that. Lower your risk of disease, feel amazing. We're, we're going to get back to uh, an excerpt today from my mini-series. Now, yesterday, in yesterday's episode, I introduced you to exercise oncologist Dr. Catherine Schmitz, and I'm, today's episode is a follow-up to that, and it's part two, but you're actually not going to hear from Dr. Schmitz in this particular part of the follow-up. I've got another section for you. It's the back end so of the mini-series uh, about um, cardiovascular disease. Um, and the title of the series is called The Art of War Against Cardiovascular Disease. And I have another one called The Art of War, sorry, The Art of War Against Cancer. I have another one called The Art of War Against Cardiovascular Disease. So this one that you're getting the excerpt from yesterday and the excerpt from today, the back end of episode number one of a three-hour mini-series called The Art of War Against Cancer. And this one is very different because it I deliberately haven't put Dr. Schmidt in this section of the excerpt. You'll get to hear more about her if you get the mini-series, if you go ahead and, and grab that. And I want to just explain two things. Number one is my family, and I'm sure I've mentioned this in yesterday's episode or previously, so forgive me if I have, but my family have been impacted by, my when I say my family, both my parents, by the two leading causes of sickness and death. So all those years ago, when I was 22 years old in 1989, my father died of a heart attack age 46. And then years later, um, about when was that? Now, 2015, my mother got diagnosed with a form of cancer and seven days later, she passed away. And so that's, I mean, it's, a, it's horrendous. That's the way in which it can rip your life apart. Now, my mother wasn't, she was um, older than my father, of course. It was 20-something years later. But she wasn't old, old, if you know what I mean. So I've called it the art of war against cancer and the art of war against cardiovascular disease because you're about to hear, when I transition to the excerpt, there's some of me talking about cancer and about a, a medical research straight away. And then you're going to hear interspersed some quotes from a professional public speaker about Sun Tzu, who wrote, so he is a Chinese military specialist in the 5th century BC. 5th century BC. He wrote a book called The Art of War. And it's famous. It's an ancient Chinese military treat, um, treatise. Is that how you say the word? Treatise? I'm not sure. 
dating from late spring and the autumn period of roughly 5th century BC. These are the notes I have. The work is attributed to the ancient Chinese military strategist Sun Tzu, Master Sun, um, and is composed of 13 chapters. Each one is devoted to a different set of skills or an art related to warfare. But the book has, has been then, over the centuries, particularly in recent times, taken and translated so that you apply it to other areas of, of life and the communities that we live in and the world that we exist in. The two biggest, uh, to the two biggest causes of sickness and death, the two things that cause the most pain when it comes to poor health outcomes, cardiovascular disease and cancer events. So that's why I've entitled both of the series The Art of War Against Cancer. So what I'm going to do now is transition. I'm not going to come back because the episode, this excerpt, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes long, is from the mini series, which goes for three hours. And this section here is the end of episode one. So you'll hear a bit of me about talking. Pay particular attention to the fantastic way in which this professional speaker that I've inserted into this series, which I've seen live, is so well done when he talks about Sun Tzu and the art of war. And I can't believe it was written in the 5th century BC and the way it's applied to what I'm going to talk about now, which is cancer events. So thanks for joining me in today's episode of the Daily Drop of the New Science of Physical Health. And the outcome here is that I want you to use this. So these are the, for the if you're the person who is coming to this episode, two types of people, remember, someone who comes to this episode because they want to learn about how to get out of the group that is at high risk of a cardiovascular or cancer event and not involved in physical activity, and they want to shift themselves. That's the first type of person. If you're that person, then listen in carefully, particularly to the sections on the art of war. Then if you're the other type of person, you've come here and you've already fallen in love with your own physical health status. You might be an influencer. You might have influence over people. You might be a teacher like me. You might be responsible for people in the workplace. You might be um, someone who's involved in the health and fitness industry in some way, a physiotherapist, a chiropractor, a personal trainer. We call, um, we call them allied health professionals because that's what they are. They do a tremendous job around the world. Whatever your background is, if you're in that category of people who've already fallen in love with your physical health outcomes, listen to this, and then I'm going to encourage you that if you get something from it, it might not be this episode. It could be another episode, like the one we just did the series, the 11-part series on heart rate patterns for health. But if you get something out of this episode, I really love the speaker that you're about to hear about, I don't know, four or five minutes in once I make the transition. So about four or five minutes in, you'll wait and you'll hear it and go, oh, wow, that's how I'm impressed by it anyway. But if you get something out of it, do something for me. Share this with someone who needs it. Hopefully that's a person who has not yet had a cancer event, but they're at high risk. And you want them to start to seep into their mind this little hook about the art of war against cancer prior to them actually getting a cancer event. Or it might be someone you know who's had a cancer event and you want them to pick up on the theme that's in today's episode. That's the objective of what we're going to do here. So whichever person you are, in the first category, 
where you have been disengaged with your physical health outcomes and you want to raise your own personal physical health, I hope you get something out of this that really makes an impact because that's the goal of every episode. And if you're the person who's an influencer, you've already fallen in love with it, I want you to share that with somebody because that's the goal is just to see how, how many people collectively can we drag from that category of people who are disengaged with their personal physical health outcomes over to the category where they are engaged with their physical health outcomes and they raise their personal physical health status and they create health adaptations inside their body through the correct dose of physical activity that drives down their risk significantly. So how many of those people can we drag out collectively? Remember, this show is listened to now in 72 countries and over 785 cities around the world. So there's a lot of us, a lot of people around the planet who are tuning into this and we can collectively make a difference. And that's what I love to hear when I communicate with people. All right, everybody, transitioning now to the last part of that uh, mini-series from episode one, The Art of War Against Cancer. 2,500 years ago on bamboo tablets, Sun Tzu wrote, vacillation and fussiness are the surest means of sapping the confidence of an army. I'm telling you right now, vacillation and fussiness, being negative, that doesn't mean being concerned. That doesn't mean having genuine, sincere challenges and problems you want to talk to somebody about. That just means complaining all the time about nothing. Complaining for the sake of complaining. There are people in the world that complain for the sake of complaining. And when you say, well, change it, do whatever you want to do. They say, no, I'd rather complain. But it's the surest way to stop an army in its tracks. So many people vacillate and are fussy about inserting the correct dose of physical activity into their lives before they ever have a cancer event. That's the whole point of the art of war against cancer is What can you do to put yourself in a position where you are so far removed from it, it's very unlikely that you'll get a cancer event. But the overwhelming majority of us have not constructed our lives. We vacillate. We think about it sometimes. We see other people's success, the few that do with physical activity. And it is that case. It's a few that do. We see them. We look at them and go, that's great. I want to try what they do. Then we give up vacillation and fussiness won't just kill someone's army and stop someone's army. It stops people in the war against cancer. In conclusion, current evidence shows us this, that physical activity, we've gone through this throughout this whole first episode, reduces cancer incident, lowers the risk of reoccurrence, and secures longer lives with better quality patients with disseminated disease. But moreover, exercise, physical activity, the correct dose inhibits tumor growth across what called cancer histologies and at all stages of tumor development. The big burning question is this. What is the correct dose of physical activity that is sufficient enough to maintain the correct signaling pathways so that you have a lower risk of developing the cancer event or in addition to that, lower the risk of developing a cardiovascular event? It's a cascading effect. It's not you just work on cancer or you just work on cardiovascular disease. It impacts both. The answer to the correct dose of physical activity for cancer is deeply explored in a brand new book from Dr. Catherine Schmitz, who you heard about earlier. 
Its title is Moving Through Cancer. And at the time of this recording, I've been fortunate enough to get an advanced copy before it becomes published. In my notes, this is what I've got. It is brilliant, really brilliant, in capital letters, because it addresses the field of exercise oncology. In my entire 32-year career in health and physical education, I've never come across somebody who was a specialist in exercise physiology, a PhD, who works directly in the field of applying physical activity to cancer events and also the prevention of cancer. So in the next episode of this mini-series, I'm going to tackle at least two things. I want to discuss the outline of the activity program that Dr. Smith goes through in moving through cancer. I'm going to encourage you to get her brand new book and show you where that is possible and when you can get it. We're going to have more in the next episode of Dr. Schmitz talking about the details behind exercise oncology. The next section, the next episode, I can't wait to share with you because it's something else in my 32-year career I'd never heard talk about until I sat down with Dr. Schmitz. The second episode looks at this. What is the, inverted commas, soup of a cancer tumor, and how does physical activity impact it? There are some lessons in the next episode in this mini-series that I bet every single person who's ever faced and squared off against cancer, or, like me, had one of the closest people in their lives do that, would have wanted to know this in advance in order to help them through the battle. My dream is to help people move away from what happened to someone like Barry Irvin, who you met earlier in this episode. We can take two different attitudes in our life about risk of developing a cancer event. Number one, we have an old colloquial saying here in Australia. If you're from Australia, it's very well known and it's very famous. If you're not from Australia, you've never heard it. Here's what it says. Should be right, mate. That's the Australian way to say I'm not going to do anything about it before it happens. I'll slow down what I said, because sometimes Australians say that statement too fast. She'll be right, mate. She will be right, mate. That is such a famous expression in Australia. She'll be right, mate. That's the Australian statement that has gone around our country ever since I was a little child. But the first attitude people take is, I'm not going to do anything about it before it happens. It won't happen to me. Eh, wrong. Whilst Australians are very famous around the world for using the expression, g'day, mate, the real world reality is she won't be okay, mate. If you don't have the correct dose of physical activity on a rolling seven days, and I'll explain what this means in the final episode of the mini-series, then take it as given from what Dr. Schmidt said to you, you are at a higher risk of a cancer event. If you ever come face to face with that, it is my earnest hope that you would win that battle. But once down that rabbit hole, it doesn't always happen. The other attitude, the opposite one to what I just mentioned, is this. Persist without exception. That is the art of war. Sun Tzu wrote, throw your soldiers into position whence there is not escape, and they will prefer death to flight. If they will face death, there's nothing they may not achieve. If there's no place of refuge, they will stand firm. Passionate people. 
passionate people. What was what, what did Andy say? What was it he said when he said he said persist without exception? Sun Tzu wrote about it 2,500 years ago. Persist without exception. Didn't use those words, but he used the same message. It's I'm not going to stop. Why stop now? I've already started the journey. And here's what most people, most people need to realize. You're so close to success. You're so, it's, 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 it's right in front of you. The challenge and the mistake that a lot of people make is, is, is they stop, they stop, and it was the next step. I had a friend of mine who was scared. He had fear talking, just talking to people in general. Even if there was a message, hey, can you help me? It provided a little fear for him. And his daughter would write him notes telling him how proud she was of him. She was nine years old. And the only reason he did what he did was for his daughter, because she kept writing him notes saying, I'm proud of you, because I'm convinced you can't say it enough, because I'm convinced we don't hear it enough. And I think it's something we need to hear over and over again. I went into their house one day and I saw one of the notes she wrote. And, and, and it said this, Dad, one day you will stand on a stage and the rest of the world will know how great you are. The rest of the world will know what we already know, that you are somebody. Said at the very opening of this episode, cancer is a frightening event. And I know it is because we've experienced it in our family. But what I also know is that you are important. It rips people's lives apart and changes the course forever in the way in which either the spouse, the children, the relatives, all the people who love you. Stack everything in your favor against a cancer event. Why don't you learn deep knowledge about the subject in a simple format, like the one we provide with all our tools? Why don't we get stuck into what is called deep engagement on the subject of how to get the correct dose of physical activity to drive down your risk? It doesn't mean you don't do what your doctors say. Do what your doctors say. But stack the odds in your favor. Drive down the risk of the number one cause of sickness and death in the world, cardiovascular disease, and the number two cause, cancer. So to finish out here, I want to say thank you to Dr. Schmitz for spending time with me to help create this mini-series. I also want to thank Barry Irvin for opening up to me in that interview. It was a great favor to a fellow Beaver Valley boy. More importantly, both of these people, I want to thank them for their extreme leadership in the field of exercise oncology and business success. They both inspire me deeply. See you in the next episode of this mini-series.